0: All right, all right. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, it's almost like the same answer I give you every Monday and Friday in our accurate Pembroke Pines report, better than the heat. I mean, it's yeah. it, it, I've either come on after an impressive, hope-creating victory or a hideous loss. But man, Big O, there has been very little in between this season.
1: No, I know because that's who they are. That's what mediocre teams do. Mediocre teams will once in a while surprise teams they're not supposed to beat and then they'll lose to the teams that they're supposed to beat and it's just the way it is. When you when you when you're not good enough, you can't find consistency. And that's exactly what the Miami Heat have been in. They're mediocre because they can't find consistency and part of their lack of consistency is their shooting because in this league you have to be elite shooters. And you have to have several of them on your team because if you don't have enough sharpshooters, it's going to be hard for you to keep up doing the math and playing that blue-collar, lunch-pail-style offense from the 90s. And as I've said over and over and over and over and over again, they've lost their their fastball in the front office. They've made a lot of bad decisions, and this is just a part of their bad decisions over the last seven, eight, nine years and this is a very poorly constructed team in today's NBA. And that's that's been their problem. This is why they're mediocre, because they're poorly constructed.
0: Yeah, I mean, number seven in a conference, you're halfway through a 15-team conference. It's what you are. Uh, the three-pointers haven't been as much of a factor because they've been playing teams who also haven't been hitting threes. But mostly, you need complementary support. Jimmy Put- Butler has been fantastic. If you yes. were to rate... MVP candidates based since the All-Star break, that's been Jimmy Butler. But man, you can see how it wears on him, Big O. You've been talking about he can't miss games, has to play more minutes, has to be there. He is taking every bit of the burden that he can. And for him to do what he did in the fourth quarter in Orlando and hit that three-pointer after another three-pointer was ruled not to be a foul and going to the line for three, and then his teammates ignore him in overtime and he doesn't get a single shot in the extra period and doesn't touch the ball until more than three minutes are expired in the five-minute overtime, it just shows you there's something fundamentally wrong with this season's team. They can talk all they want about avoiding the play-in, but they can't. They can talk all they want about making noise in the first round, but they won't. You know what? You see this with the Dolphins all the time. We've seen it with the Canes football team. Some teams just have the look where they want to get to the finish line and be done with this. And man, Big O, does this team seem to have that look.
1: Yeah, and when he was talking about, I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about the help that, he, you know, other guys having to step, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going, well, bro, you, you wanted Kyle Lowry here, right? This is why it was really important to spend that money on somebody that's better than you or, or worst case scenario, equal than you, but somebody that could lift the burden from you. And, you know, that's and, – and Lowry didn't have a bad game on on, on Saturday. I mean, he had uh, as many turnovers as assists. That's the only thing I didn't like. But but still, it's just something he can't do. He can't be a Robin to to his Batman. Or he can't be Batman making, you know, Jimmy Butler Robin, which is probably the ideal situation if you're the front office – you wanted to find a Batman for this team so Jimmy can be more Robin than have to be Batman. But, wow, it's just, this is part of the problem here. That that dude is chewing up a big chunk of your salary, and that's the that's the position, that's the talent that you needed in order to help Jimmy get over the top. I mean, look, that's the
0: misguided move. That's a quarter of your salary cap or going to be next season. You pay the price in a salary cap league. This isn't the forgiving NFL where we can move some some money around and make it less costly. This isn't the NHL where you can pay off a player 50 cents on the dollar and get off his contract. You are stuck in the NBA strong union, full money guaranteed to you. pay that. The problem is you can survive that if Bam Adebayo is playing great like he was before the All-Star game. He is what not ha- right now. What happened? It, you know, it's funny because someone Imagine. else asked me that. They said, "Is there a personal problem? Is there an injury? Is he exhausted by the Why is he so demand? passive?
1: Why is he passive? That's the part I. That's the part about Bam that, if you're a dog, you're a dog all the time, bro. I don't care who you are. Well, this, this is, okay, Wade, so let's let's look into or this. Or here. Jimmy Butler, when you're a dog, you're a dog. And what is it about him that he's turning it on and turning it off? And He was so motivated early on, and now we just see kind of passive Bam is back. He's back to the super role player again. Well, he's played a lot more
0: bigger centers since the All-Star break. We know Bam has struggled against height. Some say he's not a center. That's number one. Number two, what's the fundamental change since the All-Star break with this team? It's been Kevin Love as the starting power forward. Big O, it hasn't worked. You know, Cleveland knew you don't get rid of a proven, decorated championship veteran unless you realize this doesn't work. This guy's on oh, the he was
1: getting Well, wait a minute. He was getting less minutes in Cleveland. They had already – they oh, were already shaping
0: – yeah. He wasn't playing at all. The he bring yeah. him in? He's going to have to make a decision soon. One, it looks like they will not get out of the play-in. If, during, if, if Brooklyn or New York play 500 ball the rest of the year, he'd have to go undefeated. That's not happening. So you have to get ready with your best lineups now for what's going to follow in the playing and the playoffs. I'm very curious. They brought in Kevin Love. They clearly made a promise. It's not of starting, but of playing time. But do you need to move away from that? Do you need to get something better that works? Are you going to let Kevin Love be the player who, on a sinking ship, is just going to add more ballast to that or not? He's been okay, but the numbers alongside Bam have not been great. Again, since P.J. Tucker left, we talk about this all the time. You can talk about it. the Dolphins and the one single position they're missing. You talk about it with the Heat, that power forward answer. You had it with Jay Crowder. You let him walk. You had it with P.J. Tucker. You let him walk. It's the void that's been there all season. It's the void that's going to be there in the play-in. It's the void that's going to be there in the playoffs.
1: So you don't fill the void because you're worried about tax?
0: No, no, they did the right thing. uh, Going back for a second here, Big O. If they would have signed P.J. Tucker to the money he wanted, whether we were going to put him in the tax or not, they would not have been able to re-sign Caleb Martin. I have no issue with that. Caleb has a very good contract, three years, $20 million. Look, when we talk about cost-effective players, if you want to rate Heat players bang for their buck, Caleb Martin is right up there this season with giving you value on his contract. Oh,
1: no, no. Actually, he would have been a lot better if they didn't make the stupid decision of having to start him at power forward. And but they would have started him again, that that's natural way, position, that he would have had a much better season. There's no right. doubt and about you see, it. And
0: you've seen that since the All-Star break. He's been probably the second most efficient player on the team beyond Jimmy Butler. So you just have that one glaring position. But your, bonehead, be-
1: but your boneheaded moves of Lowry and Duncan w- then put you in a position that you can't keep Tucker and Caleb together. And so that's kind of, you know, it's what, what you needed to do to really help your team, you couldn't do because you made other decisions that have put you fiscally in a, in a position that you couldn't make that that other decision. So and that, and that's the there's, thing. A do- there's a domino effect to all the oh, bad ab- decisions. Absolutely. And the Kyle thing is is a
0: bad contract, but he's still a functional player who can contribute, although not to the level you expected. The Duncan thing is, even before he's now in health and safety protocols, he wasn't contributing. He was a non-factor. That was 18. You know, like in the NFL, you talk about dead cap money. He's literally walking dead cap money right now, and that sets you back. So what's going to happen this offseason is, do you make the same mistake with the Gabe Vincent? Do you make the same mistake with the Max Trues? Do you offer any kind of big money for the Omar Yurtsevin, or do you learn your lessons that you need help at the top and you need to take your. And here's the
1: other thing, Big O. And, and you want need to, to stay. Li- and you need to stay liquid. That if you can't. Yes. See, here's the thing. You have to realize, hey guys, we have one of the best coaches in the history of the game, one of the two best coaches in the NBA right now. This guy can make chicken salad out of chicken shit a lot of times. So guess what? We're not going to tie ourselves to mediocre or average players and long. No, let's bring in some one-year guys. And we'll keep it, and and we'll keep ourselves flexible. And next year, if the whale becomes available, then we'll get the whale for Spo. But let's not tie them down to guys for three yes. to four years. That's a very that we have important. To wait for them to expire because they're not good enough to get us where we want to go. We want to go to a championship. The playing game and the first round of the playoffs is not what we're all about, and it's not what we've spoiled our fan base about. To me, that's the thinking that has to change. They have to be a little bit more aggressive in that sense where, you know what? This guy's not good enough to get us to a title. We're not going to tie ourselves to it. We'll go get a one-year player. Spo will work his magic, and then we'll stay flexible next year. You get a few
0: one-year players. You let Kyle's money go off the books. Maybe use the stretch payments on Duncan Robinson. Over three or five years, you get off that money. You have another chance for your Jimmy Butler like Summer, I absolutely agree with that. You can't get tied up and say, God bless Gabe Vincent. Thank you for your service. God right. bless Max Truce. Thank you for your Good service. Much. God bless Omar been fighting his way back. Thank you for your service. But you have to get ready to make another move, which might mean, Big O, another season of purgatory in limbo of being mediocre, which sometimes you have to do in the NBA. That's what the play is for. All so you right. can do the you can do the pretend play-in that we're in contention. You can deal with that. He do have a first round pick this year, and you get ready for the future. But but here's a major caveat to that big, big old Orlando Alzegary plan. You would be burning another season of Jimmy Butler, who has been fantastic lately. I, you, I, I get it. But you, level.
1: You've, burned, you've burned four seasons of Jimmy Butler because you didn't get the person next to him in order to win the title and you had two shots at it now the first shot on the on the bubble maybe it is the scenario you were in or whatever but it was bad luck there unfortunately that was bad luck because those two injuries really just completely changed the face of that series and then last year Mm -hmm. last year you're shot away from going but if you had that other star maybe you would have gotten there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think you, you, it's great to have Butler, but you had to go get that other superstar, and that's where they have failed, and they've gotten everything else but the superstar. And so I get it that you're, you're going to you know ruin another year of Butler, but what else are you going to do at this point? You can't keep – insanity is crazy, right? It's It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This is what they are, man. You're not really going to get much different next year. So, unfortunately, you need to turn the page. This is why I wasn't even a fan of extending Butler, you know, for that far out because he's got so much mileage on him. You can only ask so much from a human being. And yet,
0: at his age right now, and at 33, at the end of a season, he has never been better at any point in his career. Here's what we're going to hear. We're going to hear Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, to a lesser degree, tell us, you're going to see the improvement from Bam. You're going to see the improvement from Tyler Hero. And then you and I, in our accurate Pembroke-Klein's report, will sit down and say, how much improvement? Are we talking from going from near all-star to star level, but not to the superstar level? And then when you give out those contracts, and those guys are making 30-plus million a season, you get caught in that. Here's one other thing, Big O. In the offseason, the people have one major exception, $7 million taxpayer mid-level exception. But if you spend that as a taxpayer team, it's going to count $17 million against the books. We're going to get a real read on what this team is willing to spend or not willing to spend to make the team better. As we've seen this past week, what Stephen Ross has done is he's taken additional immediate cap hits on Tyreek Hill, and on some restructured deals in order to keep spending. You know, it's interesting, Big O. You talk about this all the time in our accurate Pembroke Pines reports. How the one thing about the Heat over the years has been willing to do is spend. That Mickey Harrison to build a winner when in the championship window has spent. Now all of a sudden, Stephen Ross is the one who sees himself in a championship window, and he is spending. And the Heat seem to be pulling back. And it's going to be interesting. How when we do our local owner ratings, owner and management ratings, it might be changing a little bit in our market. I'm not nah,
1: so sure. Nah, Mickey, Mickey's got the titles. Until you get titles, nothing means nothing. But in the nah, moment,
0: but in the moment of roster none, creation none, none in of it, 2023,
1: none of it nah, you, we got to give Mickey his flowers, bro. He's got three titles. Unt- until people start winning titles, we can't put anybody in the Harrison family. We just can't. I, I, I may not be happy with the Arison family right, right. now and the way they've fiscally handled things lately. Uh, I, you know and'm uh, I'll openly say it uh, but I got their back. They, they're still the best ownership in town. they've produced the titles. they got the best guy in the in the, in the history of the business in Pat Riley uh, a guy that we've rarely ever seen in the history of sports that was a, has been a great coach and a great architect. Uh, that That is rare to find that. So I'm, I'm always going to give Mickey and I'm going to give, you know, Riley their, their love because they deserve it. That's why I always preface it. While I'm not happy with the decisions Riley's made lately, while I'm not happy with the way the, the Arisons have kind of cut corners lately, I don't want any of them going anywhere. I learned my lesson with Shula, okay? Shula wasn't his best at the end. I get it. But, uh, you know, I, my regret was I was on that stupid bandwagon. Oh, the game's passed and by. And everybody that came after Shula was never even close to Shula. And I'll take Shula's worst years better than most of the guys that came after him. So I don't want to see anything after Arison or Riley because I don't know what's coming next. Right. But I will say they have to raise their game. I have to say it. they have to raise their game, their game. They're 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 not. They're not playing at a high level right now. Okay, they're 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 kind of passive. Like Bam, that's kind of the way I'll look at it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give Mickey uh, until until I start seeing banners banners by others. Mickey's the the top dog, bro. We have to give it to
0: him. Um, and we'll just see how the approach is going forward. Whether we're talking more bad contracts or good contracts. Right now, again, everything about this team is stuck in the middle.
1: So, what's your theory on Bam?
0: Oh, I I think the burden of taking the next step, of anchoring the defense, of being the 18 shot a game player. You know what? I think Bam Adebayo is realizing this sort of heavy is the head that wears the crown of trying to do more. That that this is his first uber involved season on both ends of the court. He wanted his 16 to 18 shots, he got those. That's a lot of work to do it over an 82-game season. Remember last season, Bam missed seven weeks with the thumb injury. So we had that chance, sort of like we're hoping with Kyle now, to get rejuvenated, to get refreshed. You know what? You are paying his salary at almost a near-max level. It comes with an 82-game responsibility. You know, you've talked for a while about Jimmy missing 15 games and there's too much missed time, and if you're going to be a leader, you have to be out there all the time. I think is learning that. We talk about the, the rookie wall when pl- college players go from 33 games to 82. I think being a two-way player over 82 games is a grind. But if you want to be great, if you want to talk about winning awards, if you want to talk about all NBA behind Jokic and behind Joel Embiid for that third spot, you've got to do it. You've got to keep doing it. And I think is learning that right now. Doesn't mean there aren't personal issues. Doesn't, doesn't mean there might not be nagging issues. But the great have to do it for 70-plus games. It's hard. I think Bam is learning that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He is definitely learning that because he is not showing up the way um, Jimmy needs him uh, to show up right now. All right, what are you working on in the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out, my friend, leading up to the game, which, my God, my theory, I think is going to continue tonight. Uh the Heat are favored by seven and a half over the Jazz. A lot. Uh the Jazz, by the way, have won the last two games, which, you know, are games that Miami loses at Orlando, at Charlotte. Those are games that they lose. Uh the Jazz have won those last two games. Uh I am of the belief that the, the Heat are nobody to give anybody pretty much seven and a half points. Yeah, that that that's too much. I might be I might be taking the Jazz in the seven and a half if I'm an investor. You know what,
0: big these two teams are number one and number two in the NBA in clutch games, games that have been within five points in the final five minutes of games. So right there, that tells you where you might lean on the betting. Utah is absolutely fighting for a play in berth in the Western Conference. You have Larry Markinen coming off a 3 of 22 shooting game in Charlotte. You know that he is going to be better. It's going to be a close game. Remember the game in Utah, New Year's Eve? It took Tyler Hero shot at the buzzer just before the buzzer for the Heat to beat the Jazz. So it's been that close between the teams. There's no reason I ever go into a heat game this season not expecting something dramatic and close because that's who they've been in all these five-point games. So, yeah, tonight will be interesting. I wrote a story, just posted at thesuncentral.com with Cody Zeller out with that broken news nose. With Orlando Robinson back in the G League, had a very good game last night. It's it's Yurt season. It's Omar Yurtziv in time. I'm so curious about this. Eric Spolster has found every reason not to play him. Last season, he was playing 6'4", P.J. Tucker at center. He had been using Dwayne Dedman all of last season ahead of Omar Yurtzavin. Even when Omar was getting closer, he was using two-way Orlando Robinson ahead of him. Then on the buyout market, a guy who was basically playing at the YMCA, Cody Zeller, played ahead of Omar Yurtzavin. I'm really curious tonight. There is no reason when Bam is off the court, he averages about 34 minutes a game, that Omer shouldn't be on the court, or does Eric Spolster sim- simply not see him as a playoff race player? I wrote about it at the and in tomorrow's paper, but I think that's worth keeping an eye out because, honestly, Omer's a free agent after this season. You've got to see what he can do in the biggest moments. Tonight is one of those bigger moments.
1: Or if you're already parting ways, why waste your time? And, you know, or, and or, 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 or if you want to keep him, don't showcase him at all. So that way you can try to keep him under the radar and you, you know. gotta win the game. You
0: got to win the game. Walker Kessler, the center of the Jazz, probably is better than Rudy Gobert, who he was traded for with a slew of picks this year. He is the nephew of late Heat big man Alec Kessler. So there's some emotional tie there tonight, also. So a lot of things playing when it comes to the power rotation tonight. It'll be an interesting game against the Jazz, and we'll recap that and where the Heat stand Wednesday with Kurt Heelan on our RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show at 9 a.m.
1: Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. No, Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you.
0: And uh, hope for better news on Wednesday with Kurt Heelan. Thank you, Big O.
1: Let's hope so with our RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show. And remember, you can use our code Big O to get 10% off your wraps there, okay? 30% only for the doggy wraps now. Human wraps are only 10% now. You get off by using our code big O. That is your Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report.